You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, James Bell, President and CEO of Viking Cold Solutions. Refrigerated Logistics experienced a renewed following during the pandemic as the demand for reliable and renewable refrigeration solutions became top of mind for the market. But dealing with so many variables across the globe such as climate, energy demands and infrastructure requires innovative solutions. James Bell, President and CEO of Viking Cold Solutions shares a few hot takes on the cold supply chain industry. Joining me today is James Bell, President and CEO of Viking Cold Solutions. James, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's great to have you. Before we get into uh, all of the questions today regarding refrigerated logistics, James, how are you doing given everything that's gone on over the last year plus? Well, I think like a lot of people, Jeff, it, it's been an interesting ride, both from the standpoint of challenges to um, you know the globe altogether with the pandemic, but Fortunately for us and our clients um, who sit in the cold chain, um, there's been a definite increase in both the need and the attention to the global food supply. So um, although it was a, a tough time and we all had a difficult time, I think we can see the, the light on the other side of this and, and a way out of it, including the fact that there's never been a higher amount of demand for fresh, high quality food um, by you know all the, the folks around the world. And in particular, I think people are focused on you know, sustainability and, and food equity these days. And that those are both areas that we play pretty well. Yeah, I will say that I have been part of that demand for uh, fresh food. So uh, I'll be interested to hear your take on everything. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, could you introduce yourself to our audience? Give us a little bit about your background in the industry and what you're currently doing with Viking Cold Solutions today. Certainly. Well, let's just start off with the, the company and a little bit about the technology. Um, we're the, the global leader in in thermal solutions for the temperature controlled cold chain. Um, you can just think about it as the way that any food gets from farm to fork. Um, and our primary solutions are in the lower temp, the really energy intensive area, um, which is the frozen cold chain. Uh, and and our, our primary focus in that area is the quality of the food, the obviously the temperature preservation that's there, as well as its energy intensity. So our technology helps reduce that in intensity by a, a good factor. And then, of course, um, we're focused on the resiliency piece and how it plays into to the greater sustainability goals of our clients. And our clients include kind of all the big retail companies and a lot of logistics companies um, across the globe that uh, help feed, uh, you know, the residents of the United States and, and of course, people around the world. Um, as for me personally, Jeff, I come from an energy background um, and I was a sustainability energy banker for a number of years. And then I became acquainted with the company um, through some partners, and we decided to get behind this because this company in particular, we can see having a dramatic impact on the food supply, on the energy intensity of the food supply, the quality, and the applications of the technology range from obviously uh, harvesting the food and getting the food all the way to market, but also um, the transportation around the world, the storage piece, as well as um, critical infrastructure and things like uh, you know vaccines and pharmaceuticals, um, which definitely is near and dear to all of our hearts these days. So it was quite interesting um, to, to realize that this technology was being developed, um, got to you know take part in it, and so now um, my team and I are really really focused on helping our clients achieve better sustainable operations in the cold chain broadly, but in particular achieving their ESG goals. 
That, now, regarding that development, uh, how did Viking Cold get started uh, in the first place? Uh, are you familiar with the, the company's history in that regard? Very familiar with it because our chairman is uh, the founder of the company and the holder of the original patents in thermal energy storage for transportation. Um, so it, it, he's uh, you know a, a great asset to the company and just a stellar guy and a real entrepreneur. So uh, the, the history of the company was he um, owned a cold storage and transportation company um, that was working between Florida and Puerto Rico, um, an area where a lot of food has to move back and forth to feed the residents of Puerto Rico. And he identified that there were energy and temperature challenges to doing that, both from a standpoint of the, the difficulty of moving both frozen and chilled food in between two very warm areas from trucks or trains to ship back to trucks. Um, and so he came up with a technology that could help do that with better temperature control, less energy, um, higher quality of food. And he started using it for himself and then started using it with his clients and then um, started uh, thinking, you know, this works really well. It's a solution. Uh, maybe we should start selling this too. So he founded the company and um, really started doing this in the shipping space originally. And then, of course, it naturally migrated over to restaurants, retail, to grocery stores and to cold storage facilities now coast to coast and, you know, in, in um, Canada and Mexico. Uh, so he's a real innovator and a, and, a, and a spectacular guy. His name's Paul Robbins. And uh, he also happens to be, of course, one of our longest and best salesmen because nothing like a user of the technology to be able to, to have conversations with future clients about how well it'll work for them. So one of our, our main focuses of effort has been to work with various different clients to help understand their challenges. And then we use the technology to address those and the fundamental ones, I think, um, are the ones that we see historically, which are energy prices are variable. Um, there, there's more global climate change, um, which uh, that extreme weather is causing troubles with the grid, as we saw from the big freeze down here and the fires out in California. So a lot of the things that are happening in a macro sense are driving the things that we saw underlying this business and he saw. So fortunately, the team we've assembled now have broad experience across energy in power generation, demand response, people who are in the refrigerated shipping business, folks who are in the trucking business. So all of that has to do with the common theme of how do we get good quality food from you know out in the farm and in the production areas to the fork? And how do we do it with a minimum of waste, with the highest quality and with the least energy intensity? Uh, and, and so it, it's been an exciting ride. And uh, he sits out in Florida, as I mentioned. And of course, we sit here in Texas in the energy capital of the world. But that's because it's a very central location to talk about energy writ large and how we can do more with less, which the sustainability piece underlies everything we do. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, say, for a lot of people outside the industry, they know that refrigerated logistics exists, but they don't necessarily think about it uh, when when all of the stuff has to get from from uh, farm to fork, uh, as you said. Um, so for your clients then, what are some of the top challenges that, uh, they, that they deal with in refrigerated logistics versus say, uh, the, the, I guess the more familiar standard warehouse? It's a, it's a great question, Jeff. You know, there's a wide variety of challenges to different businesses. You know, our clients include uh, food manufacturers. It includes uh, strict storage, 3PL types. It includes retailers, it includes restaurants. Each of them have different challenges to their business, which is, you know, the type of thing that the guys like you and I love to talk about. 
when we engage with them, our first job is to find out where their biggest challenges are. And what we're hearing from them pretty consistently is the variability of, of the price of electricity. And of course, their primary goal is protecting and, and keeping the quality of the food, which is paramount. So that's temperature control. So they're always wrestling across these two different things in the refrigerated world of the more refrigeration you use and the, the, the more you keep that quality and that temperature, obviously the higher your, your electricity bill is gonna be. And then of course there's a logistics piece of it because all this stuff has to move through the cold chain, either from where the fruits and vegetables are picked or where the meat is processed or where the eggs are laid. And these days, almost everybody in the world has become accustomed to having high quality, wide variety, any time of the year. So that means there's a bigger demand on the cold chain than there's ever been before. And you're right about it being kind of the invisible service out there because, you know, right where you sit and I sit, you're, you know, up in New Jersey and I'm in Texas. There are hundreds of facilities all around us right now that are working 24-7 to make sure that, you know, food and drink goes from one place to another safely and with good temperature control. That means there's a lot of demand for electricity and there's a big need for optimization in that area. And that's the service that we provide is optimization. We can go in digitize a facility, make a twin up in the cloud, um, and then go to the client and say, listen, there's various areas we can optimize your business to save you money, to increase the, the throughput, to make sure you keep your quality where you need it. And that addresses a lot of their challenges. So more specifically, um, you know, they have the challenges of wanting to shift more towards renewables, but those renewables being highly variable. We help with that. They are faced with, uh, you know, challenges both in terms of um, the growth of their facilities, trying to get good workers and things like that. We help in operational ways because we can monitor operations remotely. And then, of course, you know, they've set, um, and a lot of companies have set very, very high sustainability goals for themselves. Not a lot of easy ways to achieve those um, these days um, just because of where the, the world is going. So we fit a pretty good need, um, particularly in the cold you know, chain for those type of uh, solutions. So our first, you know, manner as a service provider is to consult with our clients and find out where their biggest challenges are. And consistently, it's we want to be more sustainable. We want to provide the same high quality and the costs keep rising. How can you help us manage those? And that's where we focus. Oh, that's a perfect segue into the next question then, because when you talk about sustainability uh, and profitability, they don't necessarily always uh, go hand in hand, right? So what services does Viking Cold offer then to help your clients become uh, one more sustainable and two more profitable? Uh, really, again, great question and spot on. Uh, they ask that question too, as we come in, a lot of people have seen us in the market and heard about our services from some of their uh, competitors potentially, or some of their colleagues. And um, obviously first and foremost is the paramount temperature control piece and the quality because everyone knows food safety and food quality are the number one concerns of, you know, big groups like, you know, Kroger and Walmart and Amazon and folks like that. So um, if we didn't, uh, you know, properly address those, we wouldn't be in partnership with, with some of these companies. And then what we can do in that respect is because our optimization service and our thermal energy storage helps mitigate the infiltration of heat and the effect of temperature variation on these things, we actually, from the get-go, can address the optimization and the efficiency 
by actually removing and, and storing some of the heat for them. Um, so that helps the temperature control piece. It helps the quality piece. And then what that allows them to do is interact better with the electrical grid um, in ways that increase the, their you know, um, resiliency and also um, really help lower their, their costs of their electricity. Because traditionally, these guys were using refrigeration to maintain temperature control 24-7. And whenever they needed that refrigeration, they had to go to the market and buy electricity to do it. Now, with thermal energy storage, they can come in and out of the market when they need to, um, which reduces their impact on the grid, saves them money because they can avoid demand times, peak and off-peak. But in particular, it allows them to make good, intelligent decisions about their business. So we provide, through our digitization of their facilities, this view uh, of what's actually going on operationally and with the way they're interacting with the electrical grid, it allows them to make good business decisions and reduce um, obviously the cost of doing business, while at the same time increasing the efficiency and effectiveness and the quality of the services that they're providing. Now you threw a lot of terms out there, a thermal uh, electrical grid. Um, are, are these some of the unique technologies that differentiate Spike and Cold from, from some of your competitors? So a lot of folks, you know, we're focused around energy efficiency. We think that's something that we all can embrace. And then uh, there's a subset of the efficiency and energy world that's focused more around storage. We have an interesting technology because we're one of the few technologies that sits where those two intersect. And actually, we can take advantage of both of them. Um, so we do thermal energy storage. So we're basically a cold battery. We store energy in the form of cold, um, which is incredibly efficient and, and the the kind of unique differentiator that we use is a passive form of phase change material. That phase change material is hydrated salts. It's basically very, very sophisticated salt water. So it's incredibly natural and incredibly green and very, very sustainable and lasts forever virtually. So that combination of things drives a few things. It means obviously we're, we're quite a sustainable solution. When we come in, we can address efficiency and quality at the same time and provide either kind of demand response type of services or permanent load shift or just help them reduce the amount of electricity they use overall. And by optimizing their refrigeration equipment, we also reduce the wear and tear and increase the longevity of that equipment. So there, there are multiple value propositions underneath this. And obviously, we, we focus our solution on the things that's most important to those folks. So while I would say the solution as we imply it in Canada to you know, a, a company like Loblaws or something would be different than a solution we might apply to a company like Plaza Provision Company in Puerto Rico, where they're in dramatically different temperature areas and they have um, very, very different experiences with the electrical grid. So one of the unique things is, is while we sit behind the meter and we take up no usable space and we're 99% efficient on taking in energy and releasing energy, um, we actually can um, provide a bunch of in front of the meter services to both utilities who we partner with, as well as the, the clients that we serve who own the facilities. That's an interesting range there from Canada to Puerto Rico. So what are some of those key drivers then for, for those customers who choose to adopt your technology? The, the first and foremost is what temperature range and what are they trying to achieve with their um, business? And, uh, you know, and like the folks in Puerto Rico, They've been having some challenges down there between extreme weather and uh, problems with the grid. So their electricity prices have gone up by over 25% recently. That's causing a lot of both financial pain, but also the grid is unstable. 
So they've been having issues with uh, resiliency and with maintaining temperature. We can address all of those. So that, for example, is, is some of the things that, that we see here and solve for our, our clients in Puerto Rico. And then if you go up to say Canada, you know, they have uh, an interesting model of demand charges up there um, in Canada. And that's been uh, driving a lot of uh, variability in the, the price of their electricity across Canada. It's called the global adjustment charge. Um, and it, it's Canada specific. So that actually um, causes some challenges to businesses. That, that's a, it's a new program and the program moves around. So that's something we can help with. And then they have some of the traditional um, resiliency and, uh, and temperature stability problems that some other groups have. Let's go over to California. We're all familiar with the wildfires, devastating wildfires in California. Well, that's driven a movement to de-energize certain parts of the grid at certain times. Well, if you're in the cold storage business and your entire business is keeping something at a particular temperature and you have to use electricity to do it, when you get de-energized, it's a massive problem. Now, our technology can help maintain a good temperature range three to four times longer than you'd be able to. And additionally, the California pricing, the tariffs out there are highly variable, their demand charges and peak pricing. And if people are trying to run a business, they don't have time to turn and focus on that all the time. That's an area where we can help our clients with specific needs. Those are just um, a couple of examples, kind of coast to coast, but there are a million different examples. Each time we encounter a client, we learn a little bit more about their business and how we can help them solve their biggest problems. Yeah, it sounds like there's a, a number of challenges that you have to take into account when you're dealing with uh, with your customers. But um, can you uh, give us a, a case study where uh, your services were successful in helping your clients uh, achieve their uh, refrigerated logistics goals? Absolutely. Um, there are too many to count, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll um, address one in particular. So uh, there's a, a family-owned company in the, in the Bay Area of... Uh, of San Francisco, um, kind of Oakland specifically. And uh, there was a, a new tariff that had come in that had peak and partial peak pricing, which was driving up costs between 25 and 50% for electricity. Um, so we were able to come in, install our long duration energy storage um, in this facility, maintain temperatures better than previously. And we were able to eliminate all of the peak and partial peak hours that, that this client was having over a 13 hour period. So really remarkable, you know, an average demand window or peak or partial peak um, type of situation with a tariff can be like four or six hours, something like that. So being able to eliminate all of them underneath 13 hours is, is quite unique and quite extraordinary. That's one of the big differentiators between our energy storage and say that of battery or something else, because there's no way a battery has that kind of duration. Um, so that allowed this client in particular to save up to 50% of his electricity bill during the peak summer hours. So really move the needle for him and better protected his, um, his products inside of his facility, even when he needed to say, take certain compressors offline or do maintenance and preventive maintenance. By having our thermal energy storage there, we provided that resiliency and that continuity of, of temperature control that he needed. So that, that's just one example that comes to mind. That's a fascinating look at refrigerated logistics there. Um, is there anything uh, else you'd like to highlight about Viking Cold? Certainly. I, you know, a lot of people just like the global cold chain, which is out there and exists in all the corners and people don't think about it every day. 
you know, the, the thermal aspects of everything we do. Everyone has a small example of, of kind of our technology around even in their own refrigerator freezer. And that's another area that we're taking the company working with both retailers and working with consumer electronics companies, because this technology can be used in any form or factor or size, everything from something the size of, of a cooler to, to up to the biggest warehouses in the world and everything in between. Um, and it's been happening um, just organically through nature for years. The freeze and thaw cycle, you know, stemming from the oceans to the glaciers is something that we've known about and kind of studied. It's only through modern technology, basically the ability to, to store and, and access immense amounts of data and the internet of things and the industrial internet of things that's allowed us to put enough sensors on to actually control that and, and make sure that the temperature control is both a benefit and drives the efficiency of systems like ours. So a lot of our focus on, on developing new solutions has been around um, patenting certain applications that go over transportation, that work on residential, that work in retail. Um, all of those areas, we've proven out the technology. So um, the Viking cold um, you know, sustainability piece that means that there's better quality and and better efficiency inside is something I, that you're going to see on more and more um, products and more and more devices out there. Um, in fact, we're, we even get pulled into data centers. We've had uh, things like uh, cannabis growers approach us because temperature is a, is a big challenge for them. Uh, so there's lots of people really thinking about interesting new ways where wherever temperature control is needed. Um, there's even a commercial HVAC application of our technology that we're developing. Um, with a couple of major major companies that that are household names, so those are t some of the things that people don't uh, don't you know initially think about. But what it really means to me, and what it means to you and all of your listeners, is there are all these interesting companies out there that are really focused on making what we do more sustainable, more equitable, less impactful on our environment. And I'm a strong believer in the fact that innovation and technology are going to solve a lot of the challenges that we're seeing right now. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen without a lot of work and investment. It's not going to happen without, you know, good framework from a standpoint of regulatory as well as uh, the free markets. But if you think about the type of companies that are out there right now looking to solve these problems, there's a lot of attention, a lot of brain power, and a lot of capital being focused on that. We're just one small example of an area where uh, sustainability is a core focus of both us and our clients, and we hope we just do our little part to make our uh, a more sustainable and a higher quality, particularly food future, because that's where we sit, um, where people eat, which, you know, as you mentioned, happens a couple times a day. So it's pretty important to all of us. <laughs> and it, it clearly it goes well beyond just having a really cold truck in a really cold warehouse. So, um, uh, James, where can the audience go to get more information about Viking Cold Solutions and uh, your offerings in refrigerated logistics? Well, we, we think we have a, a pretty good website set up. So that's always a great um, place to go, vikingcold.com. And we encourage everyone to follow us on, uh, you know, LinkedIn and, and Twitter and, and all the other social media sites, um, as well as um, I think if you just Google us, there's a number of things that, that come up um, to where we're, you know, making a real difference in, say, food banks like we do in San Diego and places like that in Boston because we like to, to pay these things forward. So there's definitely a, a view that, uh, that this technology needs to be widely deployed. Um, and of course, they can always reach out to us directly out here through the website, or uh, you know, um, we have people in the field from coast to coast and internationally through channel partners. So 
love to hear feedback and love to, if anyone sees an opportunity out there for thermal energy storage to come in and, and play a role in their sustainability efforts or temperature control, or they see some challenges, um, our engineers and developers love a challenge. Excellent information, James. Thank you so much for sharing a lot of your insight with us. Uh, the summer's coming uh, now, so uh, stay cool. Best of luck to uh, you and Viking Cold Solutions, and uh, of course, continue to stay safe. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the time today. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.